we're rocking. Uh, let me get to my page. All right, everybody. Our next guest is an amazing comedian impressionist who has been bringing his show, The Ultimate Robin Williams Tribute Experiences, to audience all around the country. And even Roden stars in his new independent film titled Being Robin, about a guy, oddly enough, who begins to portray Robin Williams. This is uh, great stuff. I love this guy. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Roger Cabler. Roger, how are you doing, my friend? How's everything going these days? <laughs> I'm fine, Don. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Um, I'm in Antarctica. Wow. <laughs> it's really crazy out here on my desk. <laughs> What what I, what I love about what you what you're doing is uh, there was a lot of buzz. You recently performed here on on the island, um, and yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, my Twitter feed was blowing up and and Facebook uh, a wow. lot of buzz about your performance. I um, I, I was watched it. I, I got you know video after video. I was watching online just yeah. kind of get bits and pieces of what you were doing. Uh, amazing stuff, an amazing uh, tribute um to robin williams so uh i, th I think that's awesome thank you <laughs> i don't now, know what we're doing here <laughs> I, it's um it's very strange that was the first show i'd done since march and i thought i'd just go out and eat it and there's 12 people so that's thank god there's 12 people but i mean i was like i was telling you before i was doing an online show with no audience and i'm just like you know enjoying myself so i the laughter's in my head but having 12 people out there, um, and I, I just, I remember the joy of just being able to release in front of an audience. I don't even remember the show and I haven't watched it, but it was really, and I know Robin was out there, yeah, oh, okay, here we go, let's party. You know, it was like, wow, it's been since March. It was like taking a big emotional, you know, it's like, wow, damn. And so it was, I don't remember what happened, but I do remember stepping back and going, Robin, just go. Yeah, get out of the way. I'm going now. Go. It was really fun. And so when you when you get out there and you do get on stage and you're doing and you're in the full Robin mode, the, the outfit, you know, his his uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, what's yeah. the word? Yeah, his the suspenders, the shirt, all all of his uh, iconic look, and then you put the right. wig. The, do you, does he take over? Does it is it really um, happen like that? There are moments I have to tell you when I have to tell the audience, hey, it's not just a show. It's a seance because <laughs> the way it happens is like I'll find a, it'll click in. You know, there'll be a moment where I really get out of the way. And Robin, there's a channel that he can just go and play. And I'll give you an example. This is a rare occurrence because I'm not as smart as Robin. I'm not a freaking genius. I can look like him. I can kind of act like him from time to time. It's okay. But what happened was I was explaining to um, the audience this is the first time I tried this joke. And I think Robin really likes the joke. I was saying that, you know, everybody's saying, get some balls. Can we say balls? Get yeah. You balls, can speak man. freely. Get, up, get some balls. And as it turns out, balls are the most sensitive thing on a man's body. Don't touch my balls, you know, and it's it's just it's just a weird sort of juxtaposition, and and the audience wasn't biting. They were not interested in hearing me talk about how sensitive balls are <laughs> when you're supposed to have balls. Until I said they're they're testes, and they, I didn't think of that before I went on stage. But I heard Robin go testes, try testes, <laughs> and so what happens is all of a sudden my brain is channeling the way his does. I'm just getting out there and playing, 
and the way he would, but it's rare then I actually come up with something in front of people because I'm such a freaking nervous wreck most of the time. I'm like, I, I'm an imposter. I know it's okay. Please don't kill me. So that's my neurotic <laughs> Jewish stuff. And Robin's like, get out of the way. I'm coming through. You know, and it's like, please just get out of, get out of here. Go sit down. I have this. And that's really what the movie's about, being Robin. It's just like this neurotic painter who's totally afraid of people, who gets, he's an empath. He's, he's like, he, he can channel spirits and he, uh, he connects with Robin's spirit in a dream. And then Robin starts to manifest in his life. And Robin says, hey, I want to go back to work. Okay, come on. I'm like, it's not my thing. Well, it's my thing. Let's go. And he finally cajoles me into doing it because spiritually you're going, well, who am I to say this? This isn't really Robin and, and who am I to stand in his way? So I let him use my body, my voice. And eventually we get there, you know, and, and we do a show and it goes very badly. <laughs> the first one, <laughs> he sticks his hand in my pants. So oh, it's not my package, but I'll work with it. Come on. And I'm like, what are you doing? Hey, it's a puppet show, you know, and it just goes bad. And then I start to realize that it's freeing something within myself, this character, Oliver. It's like, he's so scared of everything. And Robin shows him how to cut loose. So he gets very um, en enriched by Robin's uh, presence, and you know, does the, does Robin e even? I know with the character Oliver, but even with you when you're on stage, does it empower you? And and do you because you, I know, well, first, yeah, just answer that one. Does it empower you, and how does Robin channeling Robin empower you? Well, it's interesting because I know when I'm doing an impression, and I know when it's just taking over. There's a difference because I'm trying so hard when I'm trying to do the impression. Um, but when it just takes over, there's very little I have to do. I just say, get out of the way and let them work. And all the voices are there and all the characters, you know, they're all there. And um, uh, it empowers me in that it's, it's a tremendous surge of electricity. And I, com I compare it to um, hang gliding in a hurricane. You have this terrible feeling of uh, you're flying and you're out of control, but what could, what could it's Robin Williams, he's not gonna kill you. You know, but it is intense. <laughs> and there were moments in the whole course of this thing when, when Robin passed and I had a very spiritual experience re regarding the, witnessing his passing. He showed me directly how it was to be Robin Williams and to lose that. And it was very dark and very sad for me, but I also felt this great empathy and like, what can I do to help? So it's been a ride and I really want to record it in that, in that movie. And the movie is really about how the act came about. You know, right. the act is really just me saying if this is really happening and, and in the movie, and I know you get more questions, but in the movie, we never, we don't really say whether this is a crazy guy who thinks Robin's possessing him or, and you know, he's delusional because he has a history of mental whatever right. illness, or it's really, it's really Robin's spirit connecting with a human being in the waking life saying, will you please help me? I need to get back to work. I wasn't finished. I ended very badly. I, I wanted just one more chance. And in this show, you'll see he actually connects with the audience and, and what he may, might have said toward the end of his life. I come on as an old Robin at the end, say, hey, here we are now. What I wanted to say, what I didn't get a chance to say is this, you know, and it's, it's a very humanitarian message. It's not preachy. It's full of fart jokes and stuff, but it, <laughs> but it does have, have depth to it. And, and I think so did Robin and, and Robin can go yeah. from these fart jokes all the way to right. some real deep moments. And, and I think you kind of um, are able to capture that. And, and um, you. as you've your career, you've been doing this for a long time, stand up comedy, you've been around at least since the 
late eighties, early nineties that I know yeah. of. Yeah. 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 And you were always an impressionist and you always had Robin in your act e even before Robin passed. Yeah. Um, has Robin uh, ever seen what you do? Yeah. Strangely enough. I mean, it feeds into it that, uh, I don't know if he was aware of me back then in the early eight and the late eighties. Cause I don't know what he was aware of back then, I don't know. <laughs> but he did see me do something. When I first came back into show business um, about 12 years ago, I stepped back into it because somebody called me and said, do you want to do a show in which impressionists compete with each other for the best impressionist? And I'm like, uh, I'm not really in show business anymore, but what do you got? He goes, well, you could either do Robert, Robin Williams or Robert De Niro. So I picked Robin and Robin saw the show and apparently he liked the impression. So that's why he was haunting my ass. Thank you. Okay. No, but I mean, I don't know. I never met him, but he, we, you know, I think he was aware of who, what I was trying to do as, and, and as an actor, trying to get as many components. And I, I'm doing it very poorly today because it takes me an hour to get into character. To no, get then, away, you know. Yeah, no, but, this is great. And, and like, you know, I've, I've seen you you in full Robin mode on uh, interviews for like, for, you know, news segments, you know, pr promoting your show and stuff like that. And, and you get into it. And uh, and even if I was watching also some of your early stand up stuff, um, you you embodied that kind of energy, like you, your comedic style going in and out of different characters. Yeah. Has that same energy like like Robin. So, you, you know, and then when you get jump into Robin, it's definitely seemed to be the jewel of, of your uh, of your sets. <laughs> hey, get off my jewels now. No, but it, it, thank you. But it, what, when I was first 17, we all saw Robin for the first time. I was this incredible feeling like this guy took my act. I know exactly what he's doing and how he feels. I totally identified with, with Robin when I was 17. But I was only 17 and like just smoking pot and watching cartoons. But I didn't really have an act, but if I did, that would have been it. And then when I was 18, I started doing stand-up. But the fun thing about the show is that I do Robin for about 45 minutes, take a break, get in my own street clothes. And I do all of Robin's characters, basically, that he does, all the accents and all the strange mutants. And then I get to do my own show, which is all the impressions and crazy characters that I do. So it's a two-part show. I get to cut loose in the way that, you know, because Robin is like wearing a mask. Even though it's Robin, it's you have to look like that. I don't look like Robin naturally. I have to really keep this face going and really hard. It's hard. I can't try talking this way. It's like wearing plaster. It's really weird. So for 45 minutes, my face is like, can we please? <laughs> it's know? amazing and how you do the faces, the mannerisms. Like you have him like so down. It, it is really uh, amazing. And, and it is, you do get lost in it as a viewer and you, you feel like you are weird. watching Robin, you know, it's we so amazing. Spend the whole time. Yeah. I mean, um, but what, what's really weird. I've done, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you, were you done? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I think my sharks whispering in your ears. Tell me, shut up. Tell me, shut up. <laughs> he talks too much. Where's medication, please? Can we have that, please? No, please. Just two. Thank you. The dog's like, dude, really? Um, no, but I feel sometimes just in waking life that Robin experiences life through me. There, not so much lately, but when in the first year or so, it was really strange. I'd be sitting in a restaurant and people would be talking. And I'd be like, I'd like to say something. No, please. I'm going to. Shh, no, no, it's okay. 
but I no, sorry. And I'd feel him wanting to jump in and be the center of attention. And I don't know if it was my own feelings, but I'd feel, and I dream as Robin, I would dream that I'm Robin. And wow. this weird stuff would happen. I mean, I was walking in the woods that first year and, and, and I remember just minding my business when all of a sudden out of my mouth, sounding exactly like Robin and Robin's thoughts going, I miss my kids. And I was like, I don't understand what this has anything. I was really actually mad, but then I realized I'm channeling something very, very dear. And I need to respect it. And that's what the movie's about too. Wow. When he realizes who am I to deny this, this comic genius, his whatever this is. Do you think like him, like when you, in your thoughts, do you have like Robin thoughts? Cause I know you say you write your, your own material, yeah. but it's Robin style and. Yeah, it's about harnessing the way he thinks like that testes thing, it, but I remember consciously I was working. I don't know, how naughty can we get on this show? Oh, you can go. All right. Well, this is like a lasting. Well, what happened one night in the audience? Um, I was just doing a show early on, and this lady who was drunk was sitting there with her husband. She goes, Hey, let's have a drink. Have a drink with me. And I said, Well, I don't drink anymore, but I bet I could eat you under the table. And I didn't mean it that way. I meant like we could in an eating contest, but people went crazy, and the husband stood up, and it was all very, Oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. Please don't kick my ass. I, but that stuff happens. And I, I also remember I was, I was raking my, the leaves in my mom's yard in Massachusetts. And I had this idea about what would happen, this idea about, you know, when guys are lonely, they do weird stuff with fruits and vegetables. And I thought about a pumpkin. And then I thought, about what happens if you're done and you sprinkle the seeds in the garden and it, the next fall, the pumpkins, you know, one of them looks like Robin Williams. And, you know, you've created this half-breed half pumpkin that looks like a human because you've pollinated a pumpkin. <laughs> And I, I heard Robin in the back of my head screaming, laughing, thinking, that's hysterical, dude. That's right up my, that's my deal right there. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and so I do it in my act because he proves. I can hear him laughing. He doesn't like everything I come up with, but I do try to run it by him, you know. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, that's really amazing because do you think there is a, a possibility that he, that he is channeling through you at times? Or do you? I don't know. I mean, it, people can believe what they want. Um, I believe that I am connected to the spirit world. Some people are. There are times. Um, I don't want to tell people what to believe. I, I think when they see the movie or see my act, I know that like when Cindy Williams saw me do part of the act in LA, she, you know, from Laverne and Shirley's, and she, I guess she dated Robin. And she said, I feel Robin. And I said, well, that's my job. Thank you for staying there. That's what I'm trying to give you, you know, as, as a sense that he's really here. Um, he isn't always present. I can tell you that it's, it's a conjuring. And sometimes he's really, I really feel him on stage. And sometimes I'm just doing an impression, but you try, you know, and there's moments and that's what it makes it all worth it. I think when, when I was watching you, like I said, in some of those interviews on the, on the news, um, what, I forget, I think Arizona or whatever, you were totally in Robin character and riffing and doing stuff yeah. off the top of the head. And, and um, it was like full on Robin takeover. <laughs> I it, remember it, that one. Yeah, that was weird. Cause I saw a glimpse of my face in the TV monitor. And I'm like, oh damn, we're really here now. Okay, <laughs> send in the troops. <laughs> Mick Jagger, come on down. It's like, oh, <laughs> just right there, man. You know, but he was much more relaxed than I am. Cause hey, he's a star. I'm just a guy who's trying to, you know, assimilate that. 
Yeah, because uh, like everything, uh, like I, I kind of believe it, that, that there is, uh, that he does come channel through you. Uh, that that's this is my take on. It. I don't know anything about it, but just looking at how it it takes over, how like you even said, you don't always remember the set you did. Oh um, yeah, the blackout. Yeah, so <laughs> like, yeah. and then everything about you is him. The everything, the walk. Uh, like even the, the smallest details, it's amazing how you do that. And, uh, you know, and if you if you're thinking he's in your I, I think that, that that's what's happening. That's well, what people, <laughs> people have said said as much. And, you know, I just get on with my life. Most of the time I spend painting pictures. That's I'm an artist. And, and uh, but I. I appreciate it because that's I think it, it creates a controversy. Some people say, how dare you? How can you do this? And. I'm like, I, I don't think Robin minds. I've had Robin's complete seal of approval. Even when, when I went to do this movie and I'm like, what is your wife going to say? He goes, I got it. Don't worry. Shh. I got it. <laughs> like he's going to whisper to her and say, don't mess with this guy. Let him make his film. He doesn't mean any harm. And I even, oh my God. I don't know if you want me to go on, but. Yeah, definitely. I, well, I've had these experiences. I, I, I wrote a scene in the movie where his kids come into off backstage after the show and I would love to get their approval and I reached out and they're they're really not interested in and I've asked Bobcat Goldthwait to direct it and he's just does they're very very it's a very hot topic and some people don't agree with what I'm doing but the scene in the movie which may or may not be shot I haven't finished it I'm backstage completely exhausted because it's really tiring to be Robin for that length of time and it's just me drenched in sweat you know, I'm not doing Robin at this point. I'm just winding down and the kids, his kids, his three kids show up, grown kids at the door. And I, oh man, the first time I rehearsed this, I just wept because I know what it, it means to me. Right. And I see them and I know who they are. And I say, I don't know what to say. I just look at them and I say, I don't know what to say. Um, and um, Cody, the youngest says, well, we saw in an interview that you said that our father experiences things through you. Is that true? And I said, yeah, when it's strong, it's, and this is very strong right now. Seeing, meeting his kids, are you freaking kidding me? And then, uh, you know, Zelda says, this is really good, what you're doing, it's, it's good. And I said, every show I do, I imagine that you guys are in the audience. And that's true. I try to honor what he does. Right. And they leave. And I don't do hello group hug. Come on, I, you don't. I don't do Robin at that point at all. It's just me. Right, right. And relating to his kids, you know, Robin's in the room somewhere. You know, they're connecting that way. So, is it too powerful for the movie? I mean, it's a do. I, I'd like to get their approval, but it's strong. You know, it's, it's heavy stuff. And 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 like uh, you said, the, the whole legacy of Robin. You know, the, the way he he ended um, his life and all that is very. Um, you know, very deep, uh, very complex, uh, you know, depression and all that. But you did mention Bobcat and Bobcat was like his best friend and yeah. directed him in a few movies. Um, so you said you reached out to Bobcat and, and he wasn't interested in, in pushing this forward. He, he No, he knows who I am. I've met him before. And uh, it wasn't that long ago. I saw him in a show in Boston months ago and I said, I'm doing a movie and, you know, I just want to see, you know, what it is. And, and he said, I, I can't do anything involved in 
involving Robin. And, you know, he would love this project because it's like scenes where I walk into a, a, a beauty salon as Robin and I see the two old ladies under the big hair dryers. I say, these are not the droids you're looking for. And there's just like that. That is actually not dark and deep. It's just silly. And I right, think right. the movie is that what Robin would do out there in the street. And uh, I just think that I, I have a lot of material in the can. It's not finished. Um, and we will see. Wow. Cool. See yeah, man. Now, like I said too earlier, like you, you've been doing Robin in your act since the nineties. Yeah. Um, and ha has it, evolved like after his his passing like you said like we said that he's kind of um channeling through you um ha have you felt like we always channeling him in the same way before his passing as you do now what's really weird is don is it was moments before he passed well before he passed when i would be just riffing on stage as i'd be doing robin and all of a sudden you know, it took over. It was channeling before he passed. I was just not, I was just observing. And I said, wow, I have to, this just in, <laughs> we're gonna be here for a little while. I hope you packed a lunch because damn, you know, it's right here and I'm not gonna stop. Why would I? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna groove. So I, I don't know if it has anything to do with an actual ghost or a spirit. It's the connection and the ability to transform. And I don't know if that's acting. And you could call it mysticism. There's a mystical element to it, but it's mostly just really fun. And when people see it, like I love a good impression. I think Jim Carrey is one of the greats. He can tap into like, I've seen him really go deep into like Andy Kaufman, come on. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, and you realize there he is. Um, and I, that's what I love about impressions. When you can look at it as an acting job and it's not just, a voice or just what do you appreciate about impressions i i always love impressions for for a lot of reasons i mean you know rich little as a kid i, I yeah. loved rich little to me he was the epitome of what an impressionist should be i i also like that you can get into these characters and um whether it's you know richard dreyfus or john wayne or or nixon or whoever the, the impression may be you know through the years but you can then take that person and make them say things that might be out of character sometimes, or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you can manipulate uh, in that sense. And, and the punchline is, is there, or in some cases too, like in this case, when it's a tribute, when it's somebody like Robin mm. Williams or, or like Andy Kaufman or, or whoever um, it may be to see that person um, alive again, mm. uh, you know, and with that same kind of energy and that and the same vibrance, uh, I think taps in on a lot of levels, too, for audiences. Yeah. And what's good, too, is let's say there's audiences now, new audiences that weren't familiar with Robin. They were either too young or something. They're discovering him through you. Oh, they, you know, you made a beautiful point there, because uh, to illustrate your point, I really agree with you because. I got, I'm working with this guy that, uh, that manages the show. And uh, I said, I'm going to Comic-Con. And he goes, ah, kids are 20 year old. They don't know who Robin is. I'm like, well, they haven't been introduced. And the next thing I see is a little baby, like an 18 month old baby sitting in a stroller. And I start nanu nanuing the little kid and making fart <laughs> noises and he's just laughing. And I'm just being Robin at the most super id 
you know, version of Robin. <laughs> and, yeah, and just making faces. And all of a sudden, this kid is experiencing Robin, the jester, the clown, without having to, oh, let me check my Google and see who Robin is. He's a two-year-old. That was right. enough. He doesn't, he's illiterate. But <laughs> yeah, he got introduced to an energy that we all felt when we first saw Robin. We didn't know who he was. He's, you know, Letterman thought he could fly. Uh, he was an amazing uh amazing comedian the energy amazing actor amazing artist uh you know so there must be also i mean now you're probably beyond that but the pressure of robin when you you know and you know there's a lot of people that that are that are still around that knew Robin came up the ranks with Robin guys like, like uh, Bobcat and, and things. Do you ever think about those people? Have you heard from the, I know Cindy Williams, but have you heard from anybody else that knew Robin that saw you? Well, yeah. I mean, Rick Overton was one of the people he loved to do improv with. And I've known Rick for years. So there's a common friend that, and I've gotten in touch with Rick and uh, he's been very, very supportive of the project because he's very busy with his own stuff. But uh, um you know, he, he, he's honoring what I'm doing. Um, and it's also, he agrees it's important for me to keep doing my own thing because after a while, I think it's, it may have a shelf life. You know, I don't know how long, uh, you can, you can, uh, memorialize somebody. Um, this COVID thing really did a number on everybody, but I was, um, just about to go off Broadway with this show. The last show I did in Buffalo was really a knockout. And then we were going to move to off-Broadway and then I was going to try to take it to another level. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that, that COVID shut everything down. But I'll be crazy happy to get back to off-Broadway when the world opens back up and see as an artist if I can take it to another level. Because now that we've all experienced COVID and it, we're all asking ourselves, what can I do? If I only have this much time, what is my plan? And my plan is to get busy with it and, and yeah, relax and eat a lot of ice cream too. Cause that's also the other side of it. But um, I want to take this to another level and, and not be disappointed that I didn't try. And I'll tell you the level that I like to take it to Don, if you've ever seen my other movie, Bobby Roos, which is about an impressionist who goes mad. Um, I, I did that one in 2000 and in it, there's some stuff that's actually based on life because I was doing De Niro once and uh, I do this little De Niro kitty comedy show. Hey kids, how you doing? Rompa, stompa, bumpa, boom. <laughs> Billy, too bad about the broken leg. Next time you pay the bully the milk money on time. <laughs> and then somebody got up in the audience and started to go. And at that point I had my gun out and I said, where you going? Where you going? Sit down. And the guy sits down and says, what are you doing? It's a finger. What's the matter with you? <laughs> you know, and I would, it's the Andy Kaufman school. But so I made a movie out of that where I really beat up this heckler as De Niro. And I lose my ability to work anymore. It's, it goes that far yeah. with the impression. And then I don't have a place to work anymore. So I just start doing impressions out on the street. And they eventually get a hold of me because I'm so desperate to work. But I've been blackballed because I beat up a heckler as De Niro because he was heckling me. He said, you're not De Niro. I'm De Niro. And it was just like 
he was he was a friend of mine who played the heckler and he's really a new york tough yeah. we staged this fight and the audience didn't know we were staging it so we did a real andy coffin there and you see it <laughs> i also awesome. in that film you got to see the movie who the hell is bobby roos when we found out that robin williams was getting his star on hollywood boulevard i was in the middle of shooting this movie it's a very small little crew and i said i got, i'm gonna get a limo and i need the camera crew just the two guys and me we're gonna get in the limo 15 minutes before robin's due at the man's chinese theater to put his hands and fingerprints in the in the dough or whatever we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get out of the limo and pretend it's it's robin and we did it and for 30 seconds yes thank you thank you yes and i'm wearing a baseball cap so it's really not you can't really tell and then you see the security guard come and pull me away and people are waiting there's thousands of people out there in Hollywood <laughs> boulevard that's great but it was important for me to get the hell out of there so it wouldn't ruin Robbins because I thought, oh, I'll put the feet in the cement and I'll fuck it up. <laughs> That's not who I am, though. I'm not like that. It's not, I'm not Borat, you know? Right, right. So, But we have it in the movie as a dream sequence. It's really interesting. That's awesome. Now, I, I think this is great what you're doing and um, I, for, for many reasons. Um, what's the biggest thing you want people to take um after seeing your show, after seeing this tribute, uh, the ultimate tribute to Robin. Well, interestingly enough, I felt like I've got to tune into what Robin would do. Okay, so like Saving Mr. Banks, you want a better ending. Robin's life ended miserably, as most lives do. But he was so passionate about pleasing people and giving them a good experience that his end was horrible. And people were mad and people were really upset. So it's a chance for people to, to, it's a redo, it's a mulligan. And when I come back, I also have this message, which is very apropos to our times. I don't get political, but it's basically like, look, man, Darwin wasn't entirely right. Cause Williams is always talking about this philosophy. And, and I made this up, but I think Williams is like, yeah, go with it. It's basically, look, I mean, hey, if you have to mate, duke it out boys. Okay, fine, I get it. Otherwise, we are not necessarily built for competition. We're built for cooperation. So, hey, I could kick your ass and survive, or I could help your ass and we could both survive. What do you want to do? And some Republicans said, kick your ass. Okay. I mean, that was my cousin. But, but that was the message. And it's about bringing the love. And it's about, hey, when you think of me, be happy. Okay. I'm always going to be here. And the, you're the reason that I got up in the morning. And you're the reason I came back. And I love you. And that's that's really how I leave, quietly. And then Mrs. Deltfire says, oh, that's much better than the pee-pee-caca you were doing before, dear. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> so it's kind of that, and, and it ends on that note. It's not a thunderous applause. It's just, it's a nice coda. Maybe he would have preferred to finish that way. So who knows? People get a lot out of it. They cry, which is bad for a comedy show, but. I think there's a great arc to it from you know from judging from what i've saw you do and it looks like you take you carry robbins throughout his career from the mark mm -hmm. and mindy popeye and then all the way through doubtfire like you just did and then the ending like you said you just kind of bring it all together and uh i i think that that's the emotional experience people want i think it's perfect way to end it it's interesting because I never realized this and that's exactly right. I, and I just doing it unconsciously as the 
hour grinds on. I start really, hey, yes, you know, and it's all this running around and dancing. And, you know, you remember Tanya Harding who put the limp in the Olympics and all that silly shit. And I did the ballet and, oh, you know, young Robin going, oh, it's a squid. Oh, you know, and as, it, as the evening goes on, I get tired and older and my posture starts to go down. And you see, it, it naturally, I get older during the show. And so that's, that's the arc of it. Yeah. I think that's awesome what you're doing, Roger, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I know we're touching mainly on the Robin Williams, but people do, you know, should know that you do a ton of characters. You've been doing this for a long time. Five. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up with these youngsters who do 50. <laughs> I was doing what's his name, Morgan Freeman. Some of them, I think you might be the first one to have done them. I don't know that like some of them that now are standards. But I think you like, yeah. yeah, De Niro. I think you're yeah, the one with the face. You're the one that did that, that whole that every that everybody does. Right. Was that you? There's people that do it better than I do now. And everybody's doing walking. But I was the first one. I broke it out on the, on MTV without rehearsing it. I did it in front of a live audience. It was called Faces of Death Charades. <laughs> <laughs> I never should have done it. <laughs> walking, <laughs> loving, you know, and then, you know, Jay Moore said, how do you do walking? And I said, you have to act like you're having a nervous Sprite down. That's so you it. taught, you taught Jay Moore how to. <laughs> yeah. And then I see him doing it on Saturday Night Live. I'm like, well, you know, I did that to Kevin Pollack. He was doing Columbo and I started doing Columbo. And I realized we steal each other's Columbos. And, um, but you passed it on to those guys. You, so you, you basically taught Kevin Pollack how to do it. I know uh, Kevin Pollack was doing Columbo before I was. Uh, okay. He had it down. He was terrific. He had the whole eyeball thing going. and I couldn't believe what he was doing. And then I started doing Columbo because I was doing it from the time I was 10 years old. But, you know, I think Kevin was a little upset. But there was a time a few years ago when I was still in L.A. I ran into Kevin at a Whole Foods. And there we were in the middle of Whole Foods, aisle nine, vitamins, both doing Chris Walken, doing it well. And he was on fire. He was like, wow. And I'm like, I don't care. I was doing the low and inside walk and he was on fire. And it was me and Kevin Pollock in the middle. That's awesome. Uh, we got chaos, aisle five. We got <laughs> Well, it was it was fun, though. And that's what idiot impressionists do when we get together. But Jay Moore acknowledges that I broke uh, the Christopher Walken into public. But I also broke De Niro. And, you know, I don't do the voice. There's other people, you know, they do it very well. But you know, I try to get in it, you know. Yeah, you did the inside. face, I think, first. Yeah, but inside, how is he? What's he thinking? What's it like? Huh? <laughs> I'm smiling, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I'm always eating something. He's always chewing on, he's chewing on something like a, you know, soul jerky. I don't know. Anyway, but I'd only do a handful of impressions. I was the one who broke out Eric Roberts and, and nobody, and I did it when nobody was doing John, uh, William Hurt. And, um, just some weird ones, but I don't, I haven't done a new one in a long, I, I started working on Steve Carell. I started working on Steve Carell, but it's like, what do you, he's a great one. Is anybody doing Steve Carell? I don't think so. Let's let's hear a little Steve Carell. You could break it right now on our show. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no, 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 oh, no. <laughs> no, 
It's very, you have to be in a groove. Every time I'm on the spot, I can't do it. But if I initiate and it comes through me, I'll just pop out with it. Right, but right. No, I can't. No, no. I know there's a lot of teeth. In, I can do him doing Paul Lind. But uh, uh, Steve Carell's a toughie. Can you know anybody that does Steve Carell? I don't know anyone who does Steve Carell yet. And that's what I'm saying. It might be a hot one down the road. I mean, he's, you know, the the what he's doing with the all the politics and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so let oh, me yeah. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, yeah, Steve Carell. I don't know anyone who's doing Steve Carell. I was thinking the other guy, um, late night. Uh, what the heck's his name? His buddy who does uh, the, the late night show, John Stewart. No, oh, god, what's his name? But it's not the Steve, but Steve Carell would be great. Yes, I would love to hear the, the that'd be. Well, I'll work on it, but but um, let me. I want to ask you a question because this is this takes it to where Robin used to live. Um, do you think it's okay for white guys to do black guys anymore impressions, or people of color, or accents even? That's a great question because yeah, n now it's it, it, in this culture. Who knows? I, you know, like people get offended by everything. They killed the jester, man. I mean, the jester used to be able to get away and tell the king the truth. Exactly. You know? and, and so now my own son is like, Dad, you can't imitate black people anymore. It's a minstrel show when you're doing it. I'm like, I never don't see it that way. I think ethnic humor is wonderful. We can't get to I'm Jewish. I love Jewish humor. We don't have the nativity scene. We have the negativity scene. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. You're putting on. Yeah, sure. That's why you can't get a job. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, I think it would be nice. I mean, there's certain things. I do things that Robin would do that you can't do today. And Mrs. Doubtfire gives him a timeout in the show. She makes him sit in the stool and realize you're. You're marginalizing these people, don't you know? That's He's great. He's not to defend himself. Well, what about a stuttering pygmy? How about that one? That's when that Robin, and that's when Robin used to do. And I'm like, can I still get away with it? The stuttering pygmies are pissed. Well, well, doing a uh, Robin, you know, it could you know when you when you're in character, you're embodying somebody else. Is is it similar to because you can get away with jokes? If you have, um, like, you know, I kill you, like, uh, if, if you're, a, you know, a, a puppet, or if you're a character. <laughs> if you have a puppet, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. The puppet did it. Yeah. It's part of the act, for Christ's sake. I do Anthony Hopkins hosting the prices, right? See what you want to bra. What was it like to come on down? But no, I mean, the puppet can do it. What? <laughs> I got a puppet, Your Honor. It was a puppet. I didn't know. I have no control. <laughs> they they canceled the puppet. puppet. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, what are you do, huh? Fuck him. <laughs> got two eyes and a little mouth. Well, uh, Roger, I, I appreciate you taking the time. To, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can see your stuff, where they can see uh, all your films and all that good stuff. Oh, dear God. This is it. Or right here in my in my kitchen. Um. <laughs> Well, I do have a show coming up in Boston. I'll put it on my Facebook page. You can look me up at Roger Cable and I put whatever events. It's going to be me doing different characters and singing like I'll do a cantor singing Oh Holy Night and see how all the religious people go, go with that. <laughs> it's called the Roger Cabler Comical Holiday Musical Spectacle. And it's just that. I mean, I'll just do whatever. 
Uh, and it's awesome. at the Arlington Theater, and you can go if you're in Arlington. It's like 80 people can sit, or you can pay 10 bucks and you know watch it from home. Excellent. What What are you going to be doing? What's What's your plan for uh, Thanksgiving? Well, I, I am I am um, breaking the, uh, the the rules here in New York, and I'm going to be getting in my car and I'm driving to North Carolina to see my my, my uh, daughter and my granddaughter. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be there in, in North Carolina um, and then I'll smuggle myself back into New York after that. Dude, <laughs> Mission <laughs> Impossible. Well, how old is your granddaughter? Oh, my God. Yeah, she's uh, uh, about five months going on six <laughs> months old. Oh, congratulations. You don't yeah. look old enough to be in that situation. So I guess you're in that situation. Yeah, I started young. Like my daughter is uh, 29 years old. So I started when I was 19. So, you know, that's great, man. And you're going to smuggle yourself. I love that. I never want <laughs> to smuggle. I'm going against it. You better carry 500 bucks with you and grease some, 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 because that's what it costs if you get caught smuggling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 500. You're, you're muling yourself out for five. I'm doing, I'm going to Massachusetts. I'm driving down. I got to pay a, a, a speeding ticket in North Carolina on the way. They want to see me there. But then I'm going to head off to Massachusetts and I, I have to show them a test, like a negative COVID test. Wow. Yeah. And that's what they want. Those tests are fun. I heard I haven't taken one yet, but they got to swab up the nostril and all that stuff. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a joke there, but I'm not going. It's really like a, uh, it's the quarter inch from a freaking lobotomy, dude. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like jamming a pipe clip. It's yeah, it's and you do it to yourself. You're like, no, 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 no more. No, I've got to, I've got to get it in. No, please. And you're just like then they're watching you torture yourself in your car. Wow. Have you, you haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I haven't had to, you know, pretty much stay. I'm out here on Long Island. I'm out yeah. uh, like uh, out Manorville right next to West Hampton. So I, I guess uh, you just go to the CVS. And, you know, what happened with me is I tickled myself in addition to all that pain. I created a sneeze reaction. So I'm like blowing snot all over the CVS window. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Should I do the other one? You know, and it was just horrible. And they're like, oh man, I hate my job. I wish I worked at Wendy's, which is better, man. What are Uh, the quality of the, of service now? You know, everybody's just like the hell with it. I mean, just that whatever, it's all, you know, and they give you tons of French fries wherever you go. They can't get rid of them. <laughs> they just... <laughs> I got a new bra size. <laughs> <laughs> just go. I know I've, I gained so much COVID pounds that now I'm, I've last, going on three weeks now, I've been on this uh, keto diet. What is that? That's when, it's basically Atkins, just no carbs. Oh, ketosis. Yeah, you know, getting into ketosis. Yeah, so going I've, to ketosis. I've been losing some weight now, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you look great. I, 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 uh, I don't know what you looked like before, but keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> this is fun. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. How Roger. do we get a copy of this if I ever wanted to show it to anybody? When uh, I'll have that. What I'll do na- next is I'll edit the the video. It will air live on uh, Wednesday right before Thanksgiving, and then I'll send you a link uh, to the whole show. And then also, I just also just cut our interview out, and then I'll also splice up little little pieces of our interview. Yeah, and if you want me to, if you want to enhance it with any video, just get, contact me afterwards. And listen, everybody, everybody have a very safe um, 
holiday. We're blessed. We're still here. We're in the lifeboat. And, uh, you know, I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Take care of yourselves and live it to the most. Excellent. Thank Arjun, you so much. Thank you, my friend. It's been a blast talking to you. You're awesome. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Take care.